You guys got to remember, to build wealth, you got to first build yourself. Hey, family, it's Norris again, coming back to talk to you again about finances. And specifically, today, I want to talk about the five stages to change your financial behavior. Now, Norris, what do you mean by financial behavior? Your financial state right now is a result of your behavior, your patterns, and your habits that have you in a state to where you're not satisfied. Look, I know very few people, like, I can count on one hand who have all the money they need, have all the passion they need, have everything they need to live the life that they want to live. And most of the time, people are worried about finances. That's pretty much everyone's life revolves around finances. That's why a lot of people work or spend more time at work than they do with with their families or spend more time than they do doing the things that they love. We've been trained mostly by the Protestant work ethic that it's noble to work hard. Now, I have no problem with working hard because that's how I was raised. That's how I was taught. My parents did it. My grandparents did. Everybody that came before me, they did it. I have have no problem at all with hard work. If that hard work equals profit, I'll say it like that. If the hard work pays me back the maximum amount that it can for me putting those hours in then fine but if i have to be a, if i have to be limited by the or measured by the hours that i work or the time that i work or the position i work in all that's putting limits on the rest of my life but so many of us accept the fact that oh this is what i'm worth so if i have this degree it puts me in this pay scale so they're not really paying you as a person they're paying your position So at the end of the day, do you really want to get paid the entire amount of what you're worth? Very, very few people get paid what they're worth because we're told that it's linear, meaning work 40 hours at at this amount per hour, I'll get every pay period, I'll get this amount of money. If I work overtime, I might get time and a half. So I always know definitively the number of hours I work times my pay scale is this or if I happen to be on a salary then I know that it doesn't matter the number of hours I work I'm going to get this I may get a bonus for overproduction or whatever but I guarantee you your position is a profit center for the company that you work for now when I say profit center I mean let's just say if they pay you I'll use a modest number if they're paying you $50,000 a year your position has to be more than $50,000 a year because if not they will get rid of you or they will hire somebody at a lesser scale so if they're willing to pay you $50,000 a year for your position imagine the profit your position makes for the company say for example your position pays the company back a profit of $100,000 so they give you 50 and they retain 50 And that's just a moderate number because I'm sure in a lot of companies, there are multiples of that. But your job is a profit center for the company because that's the only way they can stay in business. So imagine if you kind of shifted your mindset a little bit and say, okay, well, instead of working for somebody for $50,000, I want to retain all my own equity and I start my own business. So instead of making 
$50,000 when I'm worth $100,000. Let me figure out how I can make, even if not the whole $100,000, at least 80 or 90 of it by doing my own thing. And people are so afraid of doing their own thing. It's like the boogeyman. Like it has to be risky. It has to be, it doesn't always have to be risky. There are plenty of people who started businesses based on training they already have and they succeeded. But most people don't concentrate on the success stories. We concentrate on the failures. So we take those number of failures and say, well, hell, if that person failed and they had this, this, and this, and this, well, hell, I'm more than likely going to fail too. So they go back inside the comfort zone and say, okay, well, I'll let this company provide security for me because they can give me a salary at this rate and I can adjust my lifestyle to that. So your lifestyle is not something that you decided for yourself. Your lifestyle is something that a company decided for you. And I know very few people who make wages or make salaries who are totally satisfied with the amount of money they're making. Always looking for a raise, always looking for a bonus. And most people know, hell, if I make more money, I got to work more hours. But what if there is a way that you could set up systems and processes and put those in place to where the system works an infinite number of hours and it's still spitting out money for you. That's what I want you to start thinking of. That's not the title or the subject matter of the podcast today, but I want you to start thinking about ways and the magic word is leverage. Start thinking about ways in your own business you could leverage yourself with systems and processes that uh, production happens 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Sales happen 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it may seem foreign to you now because you haven't really looked at it, either because you're afraid or you're looking at what somebody else said or what somebody else did, or you're looking at somebody else's uh, failures instead of thinking about for yourself. Well, hell, I could probably do this for myself. So with that being said, you need to start changing your financial behavior to change your financial outcome. So I put together a list of five D's. It's an it's a entire process you got to go through to totally and definitively change your financial behavior, which will change your financial situation, because the goal everybody wants to get to, or at least the goal I'm encouraging everybody to attempt to get to is the place where money is not even a factor anymore. You have residual income coming in every month that covers all your expenses, all your living needs. It covers everything you want. So you can be free to go do what you want to do, because think about it. If you had $6,000 coming in every month, or $10,000 coming in every month, or $20,000 coming in every month, and it came in automatically every month, what kind of lifestyle could you then live? What kind of things could you then go do? What kind of charities could you give to? What kind of extra work could you do? What kind of passion projects could you take on if you did that? I need you to start thinking in that vein, because that's going to become the new normal for those that are willing to go after it. And you're going to turn around and look and see, dang, if all those people are do it, why didn't I do it? Why won't I try to do it? Because you're, you're so uh, you're so used to someone providing the opportunity for you as opposed to you making the opportunity for yourself. And now with the internet and with everything going on uh, and the opportunities that abound in the marketplace that is yours, that is the world, you can do whatever you want to do for yourself. So I came up with five steps to where you can change everything about your situation. Now, first of all, understand this is not getting rich quick. This is not an overnight solution. This is not going to change tomorrow. It's not going to change next week because you are where you are in your life now because you've done it a certain way for if you're 30 years old, you've done it for 30 years. If you're 40 years old, you've done it 40 years. If you're 70 years old, you've done it 70 years. So it's going to take some time to change, but it's going to take 
some time for you to change, reverse that behavior and go not even totally reverse it. Just change it at least one degree. If you change one degree, you'll end up in a different destination. So let's talk about the first D. The first step to any type of permanent financial change or financial behavior change is disgust. People become different human beings when they're in a state of total disgust. You got to get to where you're totally disgusted and get to the lowest of lows in your situation to where the only thing you can do is look up and decide that, you know what, I can't take this anymore. I can't live like this anymore. I can't take the unhappiness, the embarrassment. I know I'm worth more. You got to decide for yourself that this is low as I can go. I can't go any lower. I'm at the bottom. I'm in the cellar and I need to ascend. I need to rise up. I need to do better for myself and for my family. That's the point you got to get to because at that point, you're willing to do and sacrifice anything to do better. It reminds me of the story about the prodigal son in the Bible. And I know a lot of you on the call right now or on the podcast right now are very familiar with the story of the prodigal son. Well, of course, I'll, I'll, I'll make it short, but the prodigal son goes out. He, he gets his inheritance. There's two, there are two sons and a father. The younger son gets his inheritance. He asks for his inheritance early. So he takes his inheritance early and he, of course, as any young, naive, full of, as my father would say, full of pissing vinegar, young man, he goes out into the world and just spends all his money partying and chasing women and doing all kind of stuff. He's just doing all kind of wild stuff like most young men do. And he comes to a point where in a very short amount of time, he blows all his money. So when he blows all his money, he's like, well, hell, I don't have any money. I'm not ready to go back home yet because I'll be embarrassed and I'll disrespect my father. So I go take a job anywhere. So he looks around for a job. He can't really find a job. So he finds a job. Remember, this is was a, back in those times, it was more of an agrarian society. So it was more farmers and, and, and ranchers. Well, not even necessarily ranchers. You could say goat herders, but I don't believe cattle was really a big thing back then. Not in that part of the world anyway. So he got a job taking care of this man's pigs. And any of you like me that grew up on a farm, you know the smell of when one area, I don't care where it is on the farm, if it's close to the house, it's far from far from the house. The pig pen smells like crap all the time. You can't get away from it, especially first thing in the morning you smell it. You're like, what the hell is this? But after a while, you kind of get used to it. So he is stuck with a job of feeding this man's pigs. So one day he finds himself in a position of disgust and he's in action the pig pen and I believe he fell down. And when he raised his head up and looked to see he was eye to eye with the pigs at the lowest point in his life, the Bible says he came to himself. Kind of like Neo in the Matrix when he came to his to himself. Same thing, himself. When he came to himself, he got up and decided, look, I have a father who has wealth and abundance. Let me go back to my father and make amends with him. And whatever I have to do to get back in the house, I'll do. So if I need to be one of his servants, I'll even be his servant. Even though he's my father, I've disgraced him. So I'm willing to be one of his servants. So when he went back to his father, his father took him back with open arms. And the story goes on. And the older brother was more upset and everything. But the point of the matter is... He got so down with himself. He was so down on himself and disgusted. He knew he had to make a change. So what I'm telling you is 
you're in a situation now and more than likely the reason you haven't changed is you're not disgusted you're comfortable you're okay i've been in a comfort zone because you can look to your right and say well hey i'm doing better than that dude over there on the street that's begging for money i'm doing better than my classmate who's not really doing a lot for himself you you can look and compare and say well i'm not doing as bad as them and you're justifying the fact that on the inside you're really not happy you're pretending to be happy because you keep telling yourself, I want more. I need to work more hours. I need to start a side business. I, so you, you're demonstrating the fact that you're not happy. So you haven't reached that point of disgust yet because you haven't done anything yet. So when you reach that point of disgust, then you'll be able to move to the next step. So the next step is desire. Norris, what do you mean by desire? You need to find something that really makes your heart sing, that burns on the inside. I got to do this thing. You need to figure out I'd rather you look at it from the from the aspect of a type of lifestyle you want to live. And I don't even want you to think materially. I want you to think about your life and put your life in the context of I could be excited about this. As soon as I open my eyes in the morning, I'd be excited about having this type of life. Think about what life that think about a life that when you wake up in the morning, as soon as you open your eyes, you can't wait to go do whatever it is that you want to do because that life is possible. It's possible for all of us. Is it probable for all of us? No. Is it possible for all of us? Absolutely, it's possible for all of us. So I want you to take some time to think about what would life look like if you were able to do whatever you wanted to do every single day? What would you do? When you wake up, what, what would you have for breakfast? Where would you go? Who would you call? Where would you have breakfast? Where would you have lunch? Where would you have dinner? What kind of meetings would you have? Would you have meetings? Would you do volunteer work? Would you, what would you do? Knowing that money's still coming in. Paint that perfect picture. What vacations would you take? What kind of people would you help? Would you teach something? Would you volunteer here? What would you do? Because that life, here, here's the thing, and a lot of people are afraid of, if I don't go to work every day, or if I didn't do something busy every day, then I would be bored. Or people would look at me funny or I would just be stuck because, you know, everybody else is doing the same thing, is doing the same thing every day. And a lot of times you see humans are hurting animals, too, just like sheep, just like cows. People are hurting animals as well. We call ourselves more intelligent and more smart, but we're hurting animals as well. We, we have herds. Also, we call our herds families. There is no difference. We stick together, we travel together, we take care of each other, we feed each other, we protect each other. That's a herd. So you have a herd also. So a lot of people are afraid to leave the herd for, for fear of being outcast. But I'm here to tell you sometimes for your own happiness, you got to leave the herd. So I want you to feel, think about what would life be like if I could do whatever I want to do every day without the threat of not having enough money or without the thought of money ruling over your life what would that look like next at some point you got to make a decision i didn't say make a choice i said make a decision decision the etymology of decision is to cut off from a lot of us make choices but we don't make decisions so there, there's a, a riddle that goes there are three birds sitting on a branch. Two birds chose to leave. How many birds are left? The answer is still three. It didn't say they did leave. It just said they chose to leave. 
See, a lot of us say, well, I'm going to do or tomorrow's going to be better. And then I'm going to do this. And then you, you kick the can. You keep kicking the can down the road. You kick it down again. Well, yeah, I'm going to do better. Oh, yeah, I'm going to start my diet back. Oh, yeah, I'm going to start that business. Oh, yeah, I'm going to lose these pounds. Oh, yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to. You, you've gone to yourself to death. At some point, you got to make that decision and totally make an about face and never look back. Even in the Bible, when they talk about when Lot's wife looked back, she made a decision. <laughs> she didn't make a choice because <laughs> when she turned into that pillar of salt, she didn't turn back around. So at some point, you got to cut off all the excuses. You got to cut off all the reasons. You even got to cut off all the people who may not support where you're going. And for you, for you people that are small business owners, specifically my network marketing friends, because there are a lot of network marketers who listen to this podcast. For my network marketing friends, you're going to have to cut a lot of people off if you're dedicated to doing it long term. You can't worry about what your mother says, your brother says, your uncle says, your, your partner down the street, your cousin, your auntie, your quote unquote family friend. That's the business person. When you make a decision, there's some people that's got to fall off. You got to be bold enough to make that decision. If your happiness is that important to you, if it's not, then keep spinning around in a circle like you're doing right now. Here's the, to me, here's the hardest of the five. Number four is discipline. Discipline is doing what you know you need to do, even though you know you don't want to do it. And going back to the Bible again, I like to use the point of the disciples. The disciples were so devoted to one belief system. That's why they were called disciples. You need to come disciples of what you desire. There needs to be a protocol. There needs to be a, a system, a set of rules that you cannot disavow to get where you want to go. So that means if somebody doesn't agree, fine. They don't agree. Boom. Keep going. If somebody says something negative, that doesn't mean you stop. That means, OK, they say something negative that doesn't have anything to do with me. That's on them. They're reflecting something on them that doesn't have to do with me. So I got to stay the course. Discipline is all about staying the course. When we talked about desire and decision earlier, discipline is doing nothing more than what desire and decision tell you to do and doing it faithfully and doing it when you're supposed to do it. That's what uh, discipline is. As an adult, discipline is harder as an adult because you don't have anybody barking over your shoulder. Now, even though you say, yes, I want this and y'all do that, a lot of us fall victim to it. A lot of us don't have the discipline. I'm I'm as guilty as anybody. I'm absolutely as guilty as anybody. But then you wake up and you course correct. So discipline doesn't necessarily have to be a, just a one-way thing because you will step to the right, you will step to the left, you will pause. Sometimes you'll turn around and go all the way backwards. But you course correct and keep going. you got to have some discipline because if not, here, here's, I'll give you an example. I didn't really start setting goals and writing my goals down to later on in life because I just didn't think there was a reason to do it. I just didn't do it. I didn't have an excuse for it. I just I, I, I didn't think it was necessary. I didn't have discipline. So when I finally got some discipline and started seeing that what I was doing was telling life what I wanted from life by writing it down and then doing the actions necessary to back that up, life started giving me what I asked for. 
That's all discipline is good. Discipline lays out the roadmap. Keep doing this and you'll get there. You laid out the roadmap. The funny thing is we lay out our own roadmaps and then we get off we get off the map that we laid out and then get mad at somebody else for getting off the map that we laid out. All of us do that. Even I do that. Knowing I know better. So at some point, your discipline has to come into play. And the last thing is destination. And when I say destination, that's when you really celebrate. That's when you say, you know what? I set a goal. I made the goal. Time to set another one. Destination is a point where you celebrate and then you recalibrate and start again. So once again, those five are discussed. You got to reach a point of disgust. You got to figure out what your desire is because your desire is going to be your driving force. Your desire is going to get you where you want to go when you tell the universe what you want from it. You got to make a decision. You can't turn back from that decision. You got to have discipline. Like I said before, that's the hard one. Discipline is the only way you're going to get there. It's the only way to get to the promised land. Have some discipline. And it has to be disciplined from you. Once we leave our parents' homes, the discipline falls on you. And that's why so many of us as adults don't have what we want to have. We can't do what we want to do and we can't be what we want to be because of the lack of discipline. And I'll even take it a a step further and say the lack of consistent discipline. We just don't have it. We won't tell life what we want from life. We just kind of casually go through life and just accept what it gives us instead of commanding, following through, going through the map and landing there at your destination. And last one is destination. That's the time to celebrate. That's the time to say, hey, you know what? I'm here. Life, come give it to me. So with that being said, that's the end of the podcast for today. Those are the five things And I'll probably expound upon these later, but I wanted to give you those five. Disgust, desire, decision, discipline, destination. you got to go through those five steps to get where you want to go. And then once you get the destination, you get another goal. you got to get disgusted where you are and do it all over again. So disgust is not a bad thing. Disgust will get you to the point where you want to go. And you follow through with the other four. Ladies and gentlemen. You'll come back to this podcast and you'll say, you know what? That dude was right. That really worked. So with that being said, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Uh, We have another one coming tomorrow morning. We're doing these daily. Those are just my thoughts for this evening. Go through those five steps and you'll get where you want to go. So proud to have you a part of the family. Let's keep going. Let's keep pushing. Hey, family, thank you for joining us once again. I hope you got a lot of value. I hope it was impactful and I hope it really helped your life moving forward. I want to send out a special invitation to you. I was asked the question, hey, Norris, I'll probably never buy any of your products or your services or attend your masterminds or any of your events. However, I want to support your mission and what you're doing. And I see that you're really doing your life's work here. How can I be a part of that specifically? So I sat back and I thought about it and I looked around to see what other creators and what other coaches and consultants were doing so I created the partnership program specifically for bigger than money podcasts for people who want to support the message who like what they're hearing right now I created the bigger than money partnership program and here's a little bit about what it offers first of all it's only $10 a month it's just the $10 a month or if you want to save the $20 you can pay the whole year up front and just pay $100 instead of the $120 all that's set up on the page I'll tell you about the page here in a minute but what all do you get as a partner, you'll get a private community of bigger than money supporters where 
I'll send out all kinds of notifications. I'll tell you what's going on, the fun things that we're doing, the people we're meeting, the events that are coming up. Uh, I'll talk about everything so you can track the progress of where your money is going every month. Because we got so much stuff in the pipeline right now before we even started the partnership program. I just wanted to offer this to go even further because where we can all go a lot further, a lot higher together. You'll also get notifications of current events. You'll get special discounts on products and services events. If you ever decided you did want to either take that yourself or gift it to someone else, I'll get special discounts for that. You get early sneak peeks of stuff that's going on, celebrity interviews, news updates, upcoming events, some of my personal thoughts or maybe some events that are going on or mindset or anything. I might just want to come on and say a message to all my partners and you'll know every month what's going on. You also get behind the scenes footage. You know, sometimes I'll show like maybe some new equipment I bought or a special person that's coming up or how this whole thing works or how you put a podcast together or I'll show stuff about my family, my friends, my environment, my hometown, things like that. So as a as far as being a partner, it's, it's like being an insider where you can actually see how we go from A to Z and how we built this multimedia empire from ground up. I've done as much as I can by myself. So now I want to extend the opportunity for you to be a partner and we all succeed together. So you can go to norrisnetwork.com forward slash partner norsenetwork.com forward slash partner and all the information is on the page the checkout page just hit the subscribe button it'll it'll let you either pay ten dollars a month or you can pay the hundred dollars up front you'll get an email notification when everything goes through and you'll start getting the messages to see everything that's going on it'll be an uh i might type some posts other posts i'll come on live other posts i'll just send a pre-recorded video but you'll know everything that's going on so all the excitement that i have it'll translate to you and you know that you're a part a part of something that's big that's better that's really going places so i thank you for listening in and once again the website is norsenetwork.com forward slash partner norsenetwork.com forward slash partner thank you so much for listening in and keep continuing and and sharing our episodes with everybody else because we're growing at a rapid clip and we want to keep that up